I've started watching The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Oh, no. It was like... I, re- I watched two hours last night, turned my volume up on the computer, sat in pitch black. <laughs> You're a psycho. <laughs> I'm an absolute just weird person. I, I'm The thing is, I was saying to someone last night, I was like, I get scared mm. very easily. Go in the club. Like, these shows, like... I'm not brave whatsoever. But you still but, enjoy it. <laughs> but I love the feeling of getting scared. Good morning. You're listening to the Broodfork Podcast with Cameron. And Tom. The podcast for coffee lovers and scientists. Or for anyone who just wants podcasts to throw on and learn something new. So, Tom, this is our first episode. The first ever Broodfork Podcast. So, for anyone listening, this is a podcast that me and Tom have decided to start recording and... Basically, we're both super big coffee snobs. We both got into coffee together at Sick Form and have been... How long have we been drinking coffee as coffee snobs, Tom? I'd say since... Oh, it would have been the first year of Sick Form, so we were... How old would we have been? 17, 18? No, uh, I would have been like 16 in first year. You would have been 17 because your birthday is in September. October. Yeah, that's what I meant. <clears throat> good friend i am <laughs> <laughs> so we started recording this podcast because we're both super into coffee both super into science and we just thought the two really go together so this podcast is basically going to be us talking about coffee the coffees we've been drinking stuff in the coffee world any news that's happening in it and then towards the end of the episode we start talking about papers we've been reading scientific research that is really interesting us that week and we'll also throw in in the middle just something topical or something that we've been thinking about recently so whether it's something like productivity or the apps we've been using or even something like our morning routines just anything that's related to the world of coffee and work basically yeah so we do want it to be like quite a friendly podcast that you can just throw on and listen to so we're aiming to be about 30 minutes long, so it's not going to be a full-on dedication that you need to really focus on. It's more of a really casual conversation. We're just talking about stuff that we're really interested in. If anyone wants to listen in, so be it. Like We're having these conversations anyway. Might as well just record it and let people listen. Yeah, the, the recording is just a perk of having microphones and being sat at computers. Exactly. <laughs> this will be happening regardless. So, Tom, what are you actually doing at uni? Do you want to tell people? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So, I am currently in my third year studying for a psychology Bachelor of Science. Um, of course, everyone always first asks, oh, so you can tell what I'm thinking as soon as you tell them that. You're an absolute mind reader. That's that's basically what you're learning to be, right? Yeah, of course. Yes, that is... One of them carnival psychics. Completely right. That is what I'm spending nine grand a year for, Yes. <laughs> no, but I'm uh, having a focus on a kind of combination of partly adolescent developmental psychology, but mostly cognitive psychology. I always like describing it to people who go, eh, as brain stuff. So MRI scans and looking at connections between neurons in the brains and brain disorders, disease of the brain, how it affects memory and general cognition and general function it's just really cool it's kind of a more biology slant to it which i think's really cool because i always had an interest in that kind of thing and i'm hoping to take that on to an mres 
which is a kind of new version of a master's, I suppose. It's a master's of research, which means you do either a one or two year intensive extended dissertation as opposed to being a taught course. And then that'll set me up nicely, hopefully for a doctorate in cognitive psychology. So yeah, that's what I am doing and I'm pretty much going to be a student for life and I've accepted that. So uh, Cameron, what about you? What are you perusing at your university? So in a similar career path, I'm also wanting to go on to do a PhD, but my field of study is physiology. So I'm doing a physiological science bachelor's. So my main focus in what I want to be researching is actually like cardiology and cardiac myocytes. So I'm super, super interested in the heart. It's pretty much all I start reading on. And ever since like one of my lectures in first year, the lecturer walked in and started teaching us about the heart. It wasn't anything too complex at that stage, but I just was engrossed. Like I just couldn't stop listening. And every time we've had an option to do a series of essays, my first thing has always been to go for the heart and go for that area of topic, which also just pretty much leaves me with the same supervisor every single time, who also happens to be my personal tutor, which is just by chance. (laughs) That's uh, oddly convenient, but... (laughs) He's just amazing. He's super into his research and he knows like he's got a lot of connections around the UK with uh, leading cardiologists and it's just really fun being able to chat to him about what he loves like I had my first meeting about my research project yesterday and we just sat talking for like an hour and a half on the half like I, I love it so my dissertation title is atrioventricular differences in cardiac sodium channels so basically the goal of the dissertation is to be researching how we can target specific atrial sodium channels to help with the prevention of arrhythmias, specifically atrial fibrillation. Yeah, it's super interesting. It's stuff that is directly applicable to the real world. Some research that occurs, you're kind of like, why is that relevant? Yeah, it's all very uh, hypothetical. Yeah, it's a lot harder to see the application into a clinical setting. But with what I'm doing, it's directly related. Like, I'm testing drugs on sodium channels to see how I can prevent arrhythmias. It's super easy to see the correlation into the real world, and it's it's just super interesting, yeah. I really love what I'm doing. <laughs> and yeah, in a similar pathway to Tom, I'm, I'm wanting to go straight to a PhD or an integrated PhD, so MRes for the first year and then three years PhD chances are it's not happening I'm but definitely MRes is I'm hopefully going to try and tempt my supervisor to take me on as an MRes student if I manage to or not I mean he'd have to require funding and stuff and it's if there's space in the lab there's a bunch of factors that go into it I've got a few months to try and persuade him so <laughs> whittle him down <laughs> no I think he I think he really enjoys me as a student so I think we should be good so I thought this week Tom would just Abandon our usual format, full disclaimer to those listening that we have recorded a few test episodes, they're most likely going to be getting released, so you will hear them, it's just so that we could get the format nailed and stuff like that and get used to editing and recording, so once we've started we sound a bit more natural. So we've got a few test episodes, but we thought this episode we'd abandon our usual format, 
Yeah, makes sense, doesn't it, for the first episode? <laughs> risky, a risky strategy. <laughs> Just so you could get to know us a little bit, like why we're here, what we like to do. So I've just gone online, I've picked some random eight questions from a women's health magazine article. Because of course. <laughs> We're just going to chat and, I mean, if you want to listen to this episode, so be it. But this isn't going to be the coffee science podcast episode. This is just getting to know Cam and Tom. So Tom, first question. Lights come on. Oh, scary stuff, scary stuff. Spotlight. <laughs> You're in the chair. So first question, Tom, what is your favorite way to spend a weekend? My favorite way to spend a weekend, it would involve it, this is going to sound weird, but raining outside, got to get nice evocative kind of weather. Um, I would wake up around half seven, eight, just kind of slow morning, make coffee, have some breakfast. I would maybe put some music on on my turntable, probably some Bon Iver or something, catch up on my Reddit feed. I'd read a few pages out of the book that I'm reading, and then I guess I would just slowly get into my day, so I would probably work on a few music projects, that sort of thing. Just kind of keep it chilled throughout the day. I'd maybe go for a wander to a coffee shop and get a coffee, and then I might might do a bit of uni work later, but just kind of keep it pretty chilled out. Then I'd cook something really nice for my tea, and then I'd probably play some video games to unwind. Fair play. Yeah, it mostly involves staying inside, apart from venturing out for coffee, come to think of it. Yeah. But yeah, just noodling around with some instruments, writing some music, recording some music, that sort of thing, really. So what type of music are you into? Which is question two, by the way. Um, The answer to that is yes. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> um, Recently, I've been really enjoying kind of ambient stuff like boards of canada i've been really enjoying liquid drum and bass which is kind of more chilled out drum and bass with nice pianos and kind of soothing sounds i suppose i had no idea there was something that could be classed as chilled out drum and bass <laughs> oh no seriously it's it's nice stuff hospital records um is a good record label to check out for it mm. i would recommend them um also liquidity is a good one to check out as well. It's just kind of nice. It's just really relaxing, weirdly. <laughs> um, also, I've still listened to the same music that I listened to when I was 10, apparently. So Offspring, Green Day, um, maybe occasional bit of Stone Sour, that sort of stuff. And then, obviously, got the prerequisite indie as well. So bands such as Bon Iver, Ballpark Music, Sam Hotel... Yeah, that sort of stuff, really. So anything and everything, and then a bit of rap maybe as well, like yeah. Kanye, Run the Jewels, Tribe Called Quest. Just It's basically what I listen to changes day by day on how I'm feeling. Yeah, I think that's pretty similar to me. Like I go through waves of listening to one type of music just for like about a week, and then... Until I get burnt out and then move on. <laughs> yeah, and then just move on. But my go-to is always, I just like indie music. So, I mean, saying indie music is just, it's such a broad range. That's too vague. And what we say, when we say indie, it's technically not even indie, because they're, they're, all, they're all on record labels. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, like similar artists to what you said, like Bon Iver, Ballpark Music. I'm super into um, Oh Wonder. Uh, one of the big bands that I'm really liking at the moment is San Francisco. Mm, yeah. 
and just a bunch of music that like we both get our music on vinyl because we're just hipster trash <laughs> pretty much uh so yeah i get a bunch of music on vinyl just chuck it on play it i like the just ritual of going to listen to a record is is what i really like that's what i like about vinyl definitely so how would your use of your turntable how would that fit into your favorite way to spend a weekend i wasn't even finished with my music though yet <laughs> i know but you can bring it you can bring it back so i unlike you want it to be really hot really sunny outside i like i love hot sunny weather so sorts weather is amazing even though i dress up a lot like i wear a lot of bow ties and stuff like that and you can't really wear them with shorts like i still just love shorts weather so as hot as i can pretty much get it in the uk <laughs> uh super super sunny sunglasses on and i will go for a walk to one of the parks in bristol and just sunbathe and just really just relax put some good music on it's just a good way of just getting in that just super relaxed mood i'd go for a coffee to one of my favorite coffee shops in bristol i have a few and i have like different ones for uh different reasons but my go-to is always society cafe of course and which the listeners will most likely get sick of hearing eventually that and a kiosk for me sorry sorry in advance <laughs> so i i tend to get up really early so I'd be up at six, seven o'clock and I'd be doing my morning routine, which is an episode that we have coming up and then getting out and starting my day. So I'll go to a coffee shop, go and relax somewhere, get some nice lunch and I'd do some work. So that's something which I'm really keen on is just being productive is what I just feed off. So even if I have no uni work to do or I want a break from uni work, I'll still be doing something so my main project at the moment is to uh, code my own website which has been a bit slow recently just slow progress because I've been very very focused on my dissertation and other uni work but I'm getting there slowly but surely and I'm completely self-taught like I taught myself html and css technically I don't code in them I technically code in um, jade and sass which I then convert using a Jekyll file. Any particular reason you don't use HTML and CSS? Or? It's just nicer to code in the others. You don't have to bother with like the open and close tags. You just type the actual contents of the tag and it automatically like uh, formats it when it converts it to HTML and stuff. It's just nicer and more friendly. Fair enough. It's still the same like techniques in the language. So it's the same. Mm. If you're opening a header, you'd say header. If you're putting like text or something, you'd put P for paragraph and H1 for heading one, H2 for heading two. It's all the same rules. It's just the formatting is slightly different. It just makes it a lot nicer to code in. Ah, I see, I see. So that's, I'd, I'd probably go to a coffee shop and work on that for a bit and just get home and chuck on some music basically on my record player my happiness is so reliant on the weather the two things that make a perfect day for me are waking up early and it being really nice outside so if it is miserable and raining i do struggle i'm not i'm not the kind of person that would like it being raining outside i just love the rain for some reason 
Yeah, I, I understand the argument for being inside while it's raining. Yeah. But at the same time, I, it just doesn't blend with me. I think I just find it's really peaceful and evocative, personally. That and I think when it's absolutely freezing cold, like in the middle of winter but sunny, is also the perfect kind of weather for me. I do, I do like that. It was really sunny the other day. And it's like, I still have my coat on and stuff, but it's bright sun. Yeah, I, d- I do really like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'd way prefer it to be hot outside than cold. <laughs> yeah, like going to a park, going to a forest, the beach. Just I really like getting out of the house on a weekend. Mm. I think it's just the perfect time to just... The week is so packed and busy that the weekend is the perfect way to relax, but maintain that productivity so you're still engaging your brain i think another thing that i wanted to say about music since that is technically question two so i'm technically answering question two now is uh one of my main genres at the moment that i just can't kick is uh, musicals (laughs) i just love listening to my musicals at the moment you've always loved listening to musicals to be fair yeah, but I, I used to go in waves. Like, I'd go through ah, that's true, things yeah. of listening to musicals, but I've just been non-stop listening to them at the moment. There's a production <laughs> of um, Cats on at um, the York Theatre. Cats sucks. It does suck, but my mum went without me and didn't even tell me. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I've just been listening to a bunch of soundtracks. So, Miss Saigon, Jekyll and Hyde, and The Great Comet of 1812 are my three main ones that I just have been listening on repeat to mm. essentially for about five, six months at this point. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, yeah, I don't, I'm not really a musically person. Yeah. But uh, my favourite kind of musicals are the ones where the songs don't sound like they're from musicals, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So things like The Wiz and Little Shop of Horrors, which are very kind of Motown-influenced songs, mm. are, my, are my kind of jam, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I just love the theatrics and stuff. I'm a, I'm an absolute theatre kid, so <laughs> I love the theatrics, the campness, the yeah. I just love love everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> just the extravagance. Yeah, it is quite extravagant. So, question three: mm-hmm. What's the best vacation you ever took, and why? I've got two that come to mind. One's not really a vacation. Well, it kind of is, but not really. My absolute favourite would be the last time that me, my mum, stepdad and my brother went to Cornwall. It's a little little village, tiny little village, fishing village called Mavagissi. It's about 20 minutes from St. Austell and about an hour from Newquay, I'd say. And there's just something so nice. You can't get Wi-Fi, so you're just in this little picturesque fishing village... And it's always, I mean, it's the south of England in the middle of summer. So it's super, it's either super warm or super rainy, which is great. <laughs> and you're within about two hours of everything you could possibly want to do. Like if you want to go to New Key to surf or if you want to go to the Eden Project, that's near there. And it's just, it's just really peaceful and nice. It's just a nice way of getting away from it all and just kind of relaxing. Because it, it feels like a different country down there. Yeah. Like, it's just so remote compared to what, what we're used to, I suppose. Yeah. It's just, I couldn't I couldn't spend much more than a week there. But in terms of just getting away from everything and relaxing, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. We've done, we've done that a few times now. Um, I don't know, the second one, again, it's not really a vacation or holiday as such. But um, I went over to, well, you know, obviously Billy, our friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went for a day of mountain biking at Dolby Forest. Just spent the entire day just 
completely shredding. <laughs> yeah. Um, literally, we I think I got it to his at like eight in the morning and we got back sometime in the evening. And that was just incredible. Like it was yeah. super warm out. It was probably about mid-twenties all day. Super dusty, dry trails. It was awesome. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then went for a post-ride beer. So that was really good. Again, not really a vacation, but it was just, again, getting away from it all. It was in, in, a, in a forest in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. That was really cool. Yeah, so me would obviously be uh, going to Spain for my 18th. Of course, yeah. Went with family and just... It's the first time that I've been, like, old enough to be independent when going to another country. Yeah. Uh, so two things that really pop into my mind when I think about this whole day is uh, me and my brother both hired bicycles and then just rode up the coast. Yeah. Just al- along the beach we went to. So we were in one, uh, like, coastal city village thing and we just went we just rode up probably for about three hours along the coast yeah so we were like ages away from my mum and my sister who were still just at the beach but it was like because we were older we were fine and me and my brother just chilling and having a good time together Mm. along the beach super sunny super just relaxing and the second memory that i have was on the morning of my 18th birthday i left the hotel without telling anyone I left a note just saying, like, I've gone to the beach, gone to the sea to relax. And I just took one of the, uh, like, floating rings and just drifted out to sea. I went, like, quite far out. I'm getting images I'm getting images of that Always Sunny episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty similar to what it was like. Like, I was really far away from everyone, and it was really quite early. So it was probably only, like, 9 or 10 o'clock. Yeah. So it wasn't super busy. And just, I remember being so far away from the sea and just looking back onto the beach and just thinking to myself, I'm 18 now and I'm an adult. Like, it was just a weird feeling. Like, Go to the beach and have an existential crisis. Yeah, that's essentially <laughs> what it was like. Like, a lot of people say that nothing changes yeah. when you turn 18. But for me, it was like, I'm an adult now. Like, I do have responsibilities and stuff like this like it was a good existential crisis if there is such a thing but yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i went through one <laughs> True. so that's like it's probably one of my happiest memories is just that memory of looking back on the beach yeah do you want to bother with question four nah we're gonna skip question four because it sucks <laughs> no other reason <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially it uh, what are your hobbies and how did you get into them? So you've already mentioned mountain biking and music. Yeah, that is one. Um, how did I even get into that? I'm not really sure how I got into that. I think it was just when I was in year eight or something, Billy was like, do you want to go mountain biking? I was like, oh, yeah, okay. No idea what I was getting myself into and got hooked. And I'm now planning on spending like a grand on a bike. So, yeah, <laughs> go figure. Also, I guess road biking comes into there as well. But I don't like admitting to people that I would wear like her in public. So. Hey yo. <laughs> um, I guess my main hobby at the moment. I, I, if you'd asked me this a month ago, I would have said skateboarding, but that kind of stopped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, um, music in both senses. So obviously, we've already mentioned about turntables and the music we listen to, but um, producing, recording, singing, playing guitar, all that kind of stuff is. Like, my main hobby, I would say. Like, as I speak, I'm currently sat next to three guitars, a ukulele, two basses, and a keyboard. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I've probably got about three grand worth of instruments in my room at the moment. <laughs> Christ. So, yeah, um, if I've got free time, I will just record some music or 
play a song and sing or whatever. Just anything to give me an excuse to stick something on my SoundCloud, basically. Um, as we speak, um, I'm currently in the process of starting to record a electronic music EP as well. Ooh. In which every single song will flow into the next one, which I'm pretty oh, excited nice. about. Oh, nice. I love it when that happens. I will. It's be, just for you when I'm, I've, I've done the second song. Um, I'm recording the first song today. I will give you a sneak preview of both songs together if you would like. Nice. I'll send that across for you in MP3 form. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, recording music is my main hobby. Obviously, coffee as well, because... It wouldn't be called brewed for work if we didn't enjoy coffee. Exactly. Sketching, drawing is one of my hobbies that I've not done in a while, but still very much enjoy. I need to get back into that. It's most just I've got an awful graphics tablet and want to save up for a nice Wacom one with the screen, but they're very yeah, expensive. They're very expensive. Oh yeah, that'll happen at some point. And then I guess it's a strange hobby, but shaving does that count as a hobby? Sure. Why not? Because <laughs> I'm big, big into my. Uh, Double-edged safety razor, um, and like experimenting with different blades and all that kind of stuff and different soaps. Yeah, yeah, fair play. Just typical hipster stuff, really. Yeah, that, that's essentially what people will gather from this this section of getting to know each other. <laughs> we are, again, as you said, we are we are pure hipster trash. On the razor front, I have a straight-edge razor, so a cutthroat or what's the other called? Straight razor. Uh, yeah, yeah. shaver is different. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of thing. So, basically what Sweeney Todd has. <laughs> That's what I have. And say Except with... you don't murder people and then sing weird songs. Yeah, so. and yeah, like playing around with moustache waxes because I'm... Hips are trash. I can't say... <laughs> yeah, playing, playing around with moustache waxes because I've got a big curled handlebar moustache. What else am I into? As he looks around the room for inspiration. <laughs> I've, I'm basically like the kind of person that just goes on starts new projects and that's that's what i like doing i like side projects so i don't really have starting starting things that i should finish them. that's my that's pretty much <laughs> um so i've got my website that i work on that i've mentioned and then it was the podcast so i've started this uh i definitely just go on sprees of just starting new stuff i like experimenting really and then obviously the main one is coffee mm-hmm so we both got into coffee when my pathway into it was I was watching a YouTuber who isn't around anymore, but he made a video on how to improve your coffee. And at this point, I was drinking pre-ground coffee in a French press. So I'd moved on from instant coffee mm. and I wanted something more like I liked at that point. Ignorance is bliss. So I liked the pre-ground French press, but I saw that there was potential for it to be better because of this video. And I think one of the main things that he said was buy a locally roasted fresh coffee and grind it yourself. So I was like, okay, sure, and started researching uh, roasters and stuff. And then it just turns out that we were told by another, by another friend of ours that Roosted opened, which is a coffee shop that was, what, like, 10 minutes away from sick form if that yeah if that i'd say like five minutes yeah we got like super super lucky with it and so it was him telling me about that and then me trying a flat white from there that got me into third wave coffee essentially yeah yeah so i instantly like bought a grinder bought a v60 and a bag of beans from there and the first bag that i had was nicaragua i think i had colombian because i was on an aeropress then yeah it was slow at first like we didn't really know what we were doing we were still <laughs> especially the first few times we went in there we were still like oh can i get 
a uh, a latte with the dark roast. Yeah. If we went in now and asked for a latte with a dark roast, they would chastise us. <laughs> they probably would. They would look at us like we had grown another head. They put up with us for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we went for basically two straight years, essentially once a week at least, for two or three hours. Mm-hmm. We would we had specific days where we were just like right roost. Oh, like if we if we uh, finished, I think it was always that Friday when we both finished at like nine thirty. Yeah. So we'd get down to roost for ten. Yeah, exactly. So have a coffee and then go home and play GTA Five all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'd spend like all our time in there, and they taught us so much stuff and how oh, to yeah. taste coffee. And then we started doing coffee crawls and going to new places. And once we moved cities, so I came to Bristol, you actually like moved into York mm. things just blew up for us oh yeah really and so yeah I, we both run coffee instagrams which will both be in the show notes if you're interested in coffee definitely go check them out because honestly it's cool just to see what we're drinking and how we're reviewing and i just love the exploration of coffee and for me there's nothing like it but a lot of people will say that tea is more wide and varied yeah I do want to get into tea as much as I'm with coffee. Yeah, but that's for another same. Time. <laughs> same, but <laughs> I just like what I like about the whole Instagram thing is obviously my, as you know, my feed is extremely curated in terms of a specific aesthetic. Mm. It's every single top-down shots, the same filter, and I just love the consistency of it. Like when I scroll back through it, mine's the complete opposite. Where I will just take a picture of whatever looks good and select a filter that looks good. I put really not much effort into it <laughs> because for me it's it's about the coffee not the picture if you get what i'm saying so i i put as many details as possible in and i genuinely love going back and looking at what coffees i was drinking and where or what where i was at certain times and stuff mm. and like if you look on my instagram if you go back to the early early pictures you will see see all the bad coffees i was drinking and thinking they were really nice <laughs> oh, i don't want to know what the start of my Instagram is like. My Instagram is the coffee journey, essentially. That's when I started Instagram, when I got into coffee. So that's what it is. I now have a coffee tattoo as well. So <laughs> but coffee is genuinely like why my one big hobby. And it's people don't realize how big of a hobby it is until you really delve into it. Like I read so many books on coffee and watch so many barista championships and latte art championships like it's what i spend my time doing it's just fun it is which is why i started a podcast on it (laughs) (laughs) so tom what was your favorite age growing up oh can i kind of cheat and say now Mm. because i feel like with the things i've learned and like the journey i've been on especially with like my hobbies and things it all feels like a natural either that or when i was 13 and i was a complete skater rat and it was great yeah, I, th- I think I think because both of our answers would probably be now. Yeah, I'm gonna say we can't say now. Right. Okay. So I would say I was around the ages of thirteen to fifteen, like I was a complete yeah skater rat. I wasn't like antisocial, but I would literally get home from school, do my homework, and then just go out and skate until it got dark. That was when I was I was progressing so much with my skateboarding, so I was really kind of into it at the time. Hmm. And then after that, it just kind of plateaued and dropped off. And like, as of last week, I've kind of, for the time being at least, I've hung my board up for the time being. <laughs> there might come a time, say in the spring, when I get back into it, but for now. Yeah, I feel like winter's not a particularly great time for skateboarding. <laughs> um, But yeah, it was just so good. Like, 
I lived and breathed skateboarding. Like I'd go through a new pair of shoes every month. I'd be skateboarding that much. Mm. Uh, never actually broken a board, weirdly. I was too, I'm too light for that, I suppose. <laughs> um, but I'd, if I wasn't skateboarding, I'd be watching skateboarding videos, or I'd be playing EA skate games, or it was just such a teenage point in my life. Yeah. There's no other way of describing it. It was fantastic. I'm not even saying that out of a nostalgia point of view. It was just, if I could still do that now, like, ignore all my responsibilities and just go skateboard every day. Yeah. I completely would, but I get too sore for that now as well. Yeah. My knees aren't what they used to be. But yeah, I'd say around then, that was kind of peak childhood for me. <laughs> yeah, mine was probably, like, year 10, I'd say. Mm. That was the age that me and my friends were just such a close group of friends that every lunchtime we were just in hysterics. Like, we all knew how to make each other laugh. We knew yeah. we knew each other so well. And it's just not a friendship that I've, like, managed to get the same as since. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's something to be said for when you spend all of your waking hours pretty much with the same group of people day in, day out. Exactly. It's just a bond that is is unparalleled even with like my best friends now i've got you and stuff like but just this group of friends is just we all were into the same stuff like we were just so in sync that like we weren't a rebellious group or anything like this like yeah you get the groups that are really naughty and really like get on the teacher's nerves and stuff but we were just we weren't goody two shoes either or anything like that. We were just your average group that just... Yeah, you're just there. Yeah, like, it was just a really good time that I wish I could go back to. <laughs> like, the, it was low stress as well. It was only year 10. Like, we weren't... We were doing GCSEs, but it wasn't massively stressful or anything like that. So, yeah. I think that was just a perfect time. But, yeah, like, definitely now, I'd say, is a great great time it is <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't go back really <laughs> nah, probably not no <laughs> what was the last thing you read in digital or in print um print actually i just finished as of the start of this week finished reading um american psycho by brett easton ellis Ooh. which was an interesting book because it reads like a really really bland day-to-day -day life of someone who works in mergers and acquisitions but it turns out he's a complete well psychopath yep he fantasizes about killing people open to tell people in conversations that he's gonna brutally murder them and they mishear him and stuff and it's really clever because the book plays on the whole idea of is this actually happening or is it just in this insane deranged head that he's imagining these things yeah because for example there's a bit in the book where instead of telling someone that he works in mergers and acquisitions he tells them he uh, works in murders and executions, but the character completely mishears him. So it kind of, it's really clever how Ellis plays off the idea of this could actually all just be happening in his mind. Mistaken Identity is a really key part of the book in that Patrick Bateman and all his friends look identical to the point where they're always misidentifying the friends, calling people by the wrong names, getting called by wrong names. And I'm not going to spoil it in case anyone hasn't read it, but there's a key part in the book later on in which he breaks down and confesses everything to his lawyer. Right. But his lawyer phones him back and says, hey, it must be a joke. Patrick Bateman wouldn't do that sort of thing. Mm. And he gets off with it scot-free. So it's this really cool, clever idea. Yeah. I don't think... I think the film with uh, Christian Bell kind of managed to capture it, but not to the extent that the book did. 
Yeah. Like it's really, it's dry to read because it's meant to be read like it's just his day-to-day life, mm. but with this insane deranged twist. Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, um, Print is the most recent thing I've read. I'm currently reading Just Started, 1984 by George Orwell. I really want to read that. We'll see how that goes. What about you? Digital print? Print again. I've been reading my magazines. Ah, yes. So I've just started, I've just finished this month's edition of Caffeine Mag all around specialty chocolate, which was really interesting to read because I didn't realise that chocolate was such a big oh yeah you can get you can get thing in the speciality world single origin chocolates and you also get single origin hot chocolates yeah so it's nice to see that apparently it was claimed that chocolate was the most flavoursome thing you can get into so out of wines whiskies beers coffee tea apparently chocolate has the most variety really because I would have thought something like apparently just the sheer amount of different beers you can get I would have thought beers would hmm interesting but yeah, so it was right. It was it was cool to like read on that, and then I've just started the white edition, this month's edition of Enki Mag. I still can you buy that online? Because I really want to buy it. Yeah, I've got a subscription, so I get it delivered. How much is it? It's four pound eighty a month normally, so it's slightly cheaper than that. I think it was like twenty eight pound for. Yeah, so it's slightly cheaper. So yeah, it's and and it's a good good size as well. Like it's about one hundred and fifty pages. Hmm. Of like photography and architecture, super minimal, super just yeah, really really nice. It's very Scandinavian. It's very Scandinavian. I like <laughs> so it. So I really really am enjoying reading that. And it, this this edition is all about white and minimal and uh, architecture in places which are icy and cold. Nice. And blending it into that environment, so all the literally everything is white in it and stuff. It's really it's a really fun read this month. So I've just ordered two books from Ben Goldacre. I've never heard of him before. So I've ordered uh, his two main books that are Bad Science and Bad Pharma on recommendation from my supervisor. So they're two books on how science can go wrong when it's like portrayed in the media and stuff like that. Okay, that sounds really interesting, actually. I mean, the subtitle for Bad Pharma is How Medicine is Broken and How We Can Fix It. (laughs) So it's all about like different clinical trials that have happened. So the the way we got onto it was there was a clinical trial on an antiarrhythmic drug mm. that they ended up having to stop the trial because the drug was increasing mortality instead of decreasing it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and apparently there was, there was a big controversy where apparently, allegedly, they basically had prior knowledge that it might have had that effect yeah. because of they'd already done testing in rats. So they covered that up. Yeah, so that's apparently like one section in the book. So these are going to be a really fun read. Mm. I can't wait till they arrive. The last question, Tom. The final question. Would you say you're more of an extrovert or an introvert? Right. So I would say I'm an extrovert. Okay. Because I don't, I don't have any problem with talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, guess I am an extrovert. Like... I don't have a problem with uh, just talking to strangers about stuff that I enjoy and I like. Yeah. Like, I'll go into a coffee shop and I'll talk to the barista for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, not having known them or anything like that. Mm. And I'll talk to random people just in the coffee shop and stuff about what they're drinking. If I see they're drinking, like, aeropresses and stuff, I'll talk to them about it. I have absolutely no problem with that. But I'm introverted in the way that, like, I hate doing new stuff, so I hate, like, talking on the phone and going to interviews and i guess you could say then that yeah that you're a extroverted introvert exactly 
in that you don't mind having social interaction and sometimes you're welcome but overall it's kind of you prefer doing solo activities yeah that, that's the thing like i don't i don't like doing group activities that much like i have no i have no problem doing the stuff i just prefer to do it by myself yeah because i know i can do it right <laughs> it's like i it's why i hate group projects yeah because people dragging me down gosh yeah but yeah very much the same with me i mean just from my hobbies like music and the one that i didn't mention but running these are all things that you can do by yourself you don't need to do it with other people which is great but then i don't mind going to a coffee shop like last last friday um I actually went to Kiosk and started talking to someone called Brogan, who runs the Student Leadership Podcast, which I will put in the show notes as well. But we just talked for about 20 minutes just about coffees and podcasts and never met the guy before, but yeah. we just struck up a conversation. So it's not like if someone talks to me, I don't kind of shy away and hide. And But I do kind of, I need that solo time to recharge mm. after doing things like that. So very much a extroverted introvert. Yeah. So hopefully with this little introduction podcast, you have gotten to know myself and Cameron a bit more. Yeah, and we're going to be doing these every week. So you're going to really get to know us and the coffee we've been drinking and our science knowledge. And of course, if you do want to know anything about what we've been discussing, whether that be the podcast you mentioned, the books we've been reading, or the magazines that we've mentioned... You can find it all in the show notes along with our Twitter at Beautiful Work. Yeah, so be sure to subscribe on your podcast service of choice and we'll see you next week.